Welcome to Talking In Stations. I am Matterall. We're here to talk about EVE Online. I'm here with Ash Jarathi. How are you doing, Ash? Greetings, fellow Empyreans. I am Ash Jarathi, and we are warping as a fleet tonight. <laughs> we also have Rundle here hanging out. Wow. Uh, hello. Yeah, you got to work on your intro, Rundle. Cause you gotta... <laughs> Crap. Or I got to introduce you first, right? Because you can't beat Ash Jarathi's intro. And yeah. Somebody I follow me. I realize how's it going, Ash, doesn't work with your intro, so I'm going to cut that part out from now on. <laughs> okay. I'll up my, right. I'll, I'll up right. my game. I'll up my game. Uh, let's all up our game. Okay, welcome to EVE Online, uh, Talking in Stations edition of the Newsday. Let's uh, go right into patch notes. It's a big day today. I think some game changers dropped today. We won't see them change the game for a while, but... My God, Sinos, uh, mobile Sinos, and fleet formations, and a number of other things. Ash, what's in it? What's in this patch? Yeah, so what we got is probably like the 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 flagship post for the uh, rain quadrant. Uh, we have the uh, tactical supremacy or, or whatever fleet formations patch note. Um, I'm just going to go through it in order. So some of the, we not in like most important to least important, but just as they show up on the patch notes. First thing is some changes to audio, in particular changes to the tutorial. There's some adaptive music. To, they're still working on the tutorial. Most importantly, the default v, uh, slider for music has been sent from 25 to 0.5, and they've also adjusted some of the audio levels. Just sounds like it's minor tweaking just to make things uh, more pleasant. Graphics. Turret modules are now visible in all holes and structures from the moment they appear in scene. It used to be that they would take a little bit, but they uh, did some optimization there. Fleet formations. Okay. So now we have fleet formations. Uh, to use a fleet formation, there are now tr new skills. Uh, they can be accessed via the new tab in the fleet window. Fleet warp will use the default po point formation, which is what used to exist, which behaves the same as the fleet warps until uh, that we have until now. Uh, available formations include plane, wall, sphere, arrow, and relative. Fleet formations are respect uh, are respected for fleet wing and squad warps. So, like uh, a squad commander could warp their squad as an arrow, and then the fleet uh, uh, the fleet commander could warp the entire fleet as a wall, for example. Uh, okay, so the Mechio's graveyard landmark in Sorum Prime system has had a major overhaul, which is part of a larger over uh, like uh, effort to make the monuments in Eve way cooler and have more of them. So they also added in the Cribba monument today uh, and the uh, monument for em Emperor Dorium II. Also, uh, there are images now out there that Cribba was out in his Veldnot uh, or Veld's, uh, yeah, Veldnot right outside of his own um, statue, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and then they also added in some stuff for the uh, Grand Prix that's coming out later on this month and uh, some monuments for the Alliance Tournament and the Project Discovery Phase 2, which was the uh, the finding exoplanets phase of Project Discovery. That monument is now up with all of the people who like scored the top scores during that period of time. Uh, on modules and rigs, the Stand-Up LSET EW Expert Systems 1 and 2 has been renamed to Stand-Up LSET EW Command Systems 1 and 2. Nobody cares. Uh, and then they added in the new mobile Sino beacon, which is the big, this is the, this is the thing that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, this is a new deployable. It is not allowed in wormholes, poshvins, or abyssal dead space, which is all locations that you can't Sino. 
Um, it is restricted to below 5, 0.5 because you can't Sino in HiSec. It takes two minutes to activate, but it will last for one hour. Whoa. And it, uh, and it has a volume of 400 meters cubed and requires anchoring three. The blueprints can be found in NPC stations where mobile deployables are seated. Uh, that, which is generally in more dangerous areas, by the way, for those people who are wondering this one hour, this, uh, one hour maximum lifetime means that that idea of throwing up your own beacon and then going and jumping to it is now like very, very easy to do. The other interesting thing that came from this is that it binds to the fleet. So if somebody launches this Sino, even if that person leaves the fleet, that Sino will still function for that fleet. So the 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 fleet that turns on the Sino is the fleet that is like attuned to that Sino. Uh and and moving people around won't change that. Oh, that's great. Next, missions. Uh okay, so for those of you like me who have been benefiting from the fact that there have been no response fleets to uh, to Gunstars and Warposts, Danger Will Robinson, they are back. Uh, I, I don't know. This probably means that we are going to see a lot more Edencom and Triglavian gate camps around in Edencom and Triglavian minor victories and fortresses. This means that it is even more important for anybody who wishes to travel through these systems to go into Poshvin and fight the road drones and the drifters and sleepers in order to gain your positive standings with both sides. So that way, neither side will attack you in high sec. But uh, for those of you, those of us who have deep standings uh, in one direction or another, it just got a lot more dangerous to to move around into those systems. Basically, those the Warposts and the Gunstars had these really powerful response fleets that were turned off for performance reasons for the last several months. But with those being turned on, now if anybody triggers them, they will sit around and hang out at the gate and potentially just kill anybody who comes through that that their standings don't like. So small bullet point, big impl impl implications. Implications. Right. So there's two new. Yeah, implications. Thank you. Uh, two new skills have been added. Fleet formations and fleet coordinations. Not telling me anything about how those work. Um, moving on. Well, those we are have, paired uh, up. Obviously, remember, those are paired up with the fleet formation stuff that's coming through. It's like more commands. Correct. Skills. If I if I remember correctly, each level unlocks different kinds of warps you can do. If I remember correctly. That's right. Uh, okay, so then we also have expert systems, which, which we've now been talking about for about a week. Expert systems allows people to purchase certain skill access to certain skills as if they had them trained for a short period of time. Um, so a new tab has been added that in the character tab that allows you to browse expert systems and tells you what skills that they will provide for you. When they uh, when they are acquired, they are activated by redeeming onto a character. Uh, they persist through pod deaths and clone jumps. So they're not like implants or like short-term oh, drugs. They're closer to like longer-term drugs. Um, players can extend the rental of the expert systems by 30 days. We're not quite sure what the cost for that is uh, off the top of my hand. One of the things I did notice is that the it's cost varied. of the expert systems in the online store are actually relatively small for the seven days version, like $2. With the exception of one, um, it's $20, but yeah. Oh, I didn't see that yeah, one. Yeah, we'll we cover should, that. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Um... And then expert systems recommendations for ships can be found in the following locations. The ship tree, show info for ships in the requirements tab, in the market for ships, and ships tooltips. So CCP really wants you to know that expert systems exist and they will take care of your problem. Uh, now, uh, bah, bah, bah. 
remove the old bulk delivery data system from the game, it's gone. Probably because they found us snooping in, in order to find stuff. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. Then there's a bunch of like fixes. I know uh, there was one thing that stood out to me. Is it so? It used to be that the Citadel skybox, when you're docked in a station uh, in Poshvin, looked like a normal thing, and then when you undocked, it was got all red. That's been fixed. Um, oh, that's right. So when you open up your fitting window um, at the very top, there's the the bar where you click to drag it around. And for like years, people have been making a Reddit thread over and over and over again. Invariably, it's named literally unplayable, and it is just a picture of that cutting off the top, like the dots at the top, um, and showing it like as a two tone and being like, oh, my God. And like, I've, I know I've explained it like literally 10 times. Well, guess what? Explain it no more. CCP finally fixed it. So uh, no more extra bar at the top of the fitting window. Huzzah. You did it. I think that's all of the big ones for today. Yeah, that's a lot of big ones. Again, uh, implications to be seen. Uh, let me, did you read through the user interface changes just now? The timestamp on the selected window items now structure reinforced. I did not. I didn't. No, I, I kind of breezed through the the giant list of all of like the UI and bug tweaks. I can go into those. Um, That's okay. No, the, you don't have to. Yeah, a I lot think, of these are just bug fixes. The, the thing the about these patch notes, normally, anytime you read patch notes, when you get more experienced, you read more and more details. A lot of people will skip like actual gameplay fixes, but there's some real richness in there if you look same thing with user interface that's uh sometimes those little changes are are huge huge changes in how you play the game so you want to know those but most of the time younger or not uh, less interested players will just see what the big features are and move on um but it takes a while to figure out like what what specific scenario that detail is uh is important for usually so, there's a story behind every bullet point <laughs> yeah just like the one that you just told us about yeah all right, that's cool. true. That's a good should point. We, should we look at one of the big stories is this uh, expert systems and we can look at the prices now. For those of you who follow Talking In Stations, we have a new show for European viewers that happens earlier in our day, but later in theirs. Uh, so right around, oh, I think it was about eight hours ago, there was a Talking In Stations European show and they talked about some of the expert systems. Now they don't talk about player news on that show they talk about game news so they'll talk about these updates they'll talk about other games that are related to eve online they'll talk about ccp and stuff very casual nice relaxed uh, i encourage you to see it it will be on our video and we'll we'll probably make it a podcast as well okay expert I, systems. before we jump into expert systems yeah. i do want to say that there is a few known issues when it comes to this patch mm -hmm. the most significant of which is that it seems as if the client is using a higher uh, CPU load than expected, and in particular when minimized. So there is a known issues thread on uh, on the forums, as always. And so, you know, if you have any information or you want to talk, uh, you know, give feedback to CCP about what you're experiencing, if you have any known issues for this patch, please go there. Other than that, I don't see anything too serious. There's like a, a, a incorrect icon for the mobile Sino beacon and uh, interactions with cloaked pilots and whether or not they warp. It, right now, a cloaked pilot won't take uh, one of these new warps, even though normally a, warp, a cloaked pilot would warp unless they were exempt. Mm -hmm. So little tiny things like that. But the big one is, and I saw a few people complaining about this, if you see that your client is taking an abnormally high CPU load, um, especially when minimized, it is a known issue. Did you say cloaked ships can't use the fleet formation warp right now? 
well, the note just says fleet warp. Uh, sorry, uh, cloaked ships won't be fleet warped in relative formations. So oh, if relative. you're using the relative formation yeah. solution, not not like a wall or, or arrow or whatever wedge. Okay. It doesn't, the cloaked ships won't receive the warp uh, order. And that's considered a bug or is that part of the... It's under known issues. There oh, okay. is actually an interesting point that was brought up um, and I don't know why it wasn't in, I didn't read it in the patch notes. But one of the fun things is, is that if you give an order to warp now, and the ship cannot warp. Instead, they will fully full speed align towards the warp target, which has oh. some really interesting implications. Yeah. The most the most obvious of which is if you jump into a bubble, and you hit you know warp fleet to a planet, every single one of the, your fleet will now start to fully align into that planet. And then when you get everybody out of the bubble, you can just warp the fleet. Wow, it's a mass align command basically. Right, but. Only if they can't warp. Right. If you did that, like... And half of them can't, can, half around. of them can't. You're going to get into a problem, yeah. I could, to I could totally see an FC carrying around a, an extra saber just to bubble, so that way he can, like, force an alignment and then bring the bubble down. Well, if, if <laughs> so they that way they can warp the fleet together. If they can do this now, they really should... Rundle, let me bring you into this. They really should have a, a line squad, right? Or a line fleet. Yeah, you would think with formations, you should be able to do all the things you'd want to do with a formation. Yeah. align or warp you know like burn to a gate right i should be able to take my formation warp to a position and then burn the entire fleet to that location gate or whatever yeah right? but and, and when you yeah sorry and when you say you know can't warp the definition of can't warp is they're in something that, where the game is restricting them from warping not like i'm poorly aligned and i'm a battleship and i take 12 seconds to uh, to get into warp I mean, I, right. that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about restriction, too many points or whatever. Yes, as if you would hit warp and it fails to even start the process of warping. Right, right. Okay. right Just to right. be clear for people listening, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so um, those, it's a good clarification. Those are the patch notes. Those are the bugs on the patch notes or the known issues that they're working on. Let's take on this first one here, expert systems. What do you guys think of this? Uh, price points is really the new information that we have here. I, I saw this and I thought, uh, excellent price points. I mean, really for a couple bucks, right? Uh, upwards to $5. I can jump in and try something. I think the explorers are priced really well for a couple bucks. You can go learn some exploring. Mining for $4. US, of course, these are US prices. And then the core ship operations then gives you a chance to try a lot of different modules and different capabilities, all for five bucks. Um, yeah, I think I think the pricing is really good. I think the pricing might be low enough that you could maybe on the mining barge get some uh, game gaming out of it, meaning uh, like where they're trying to play the system where you want to get a bunch of people to, uh, let's say, in high sec who are PvP focused characters and you have a moon mining op and you're like, look, I just need 30 people in mining barges for the next two hours and we can clear this sucker off. Everyone goes, spends four bucks. Yeah, I'll get mining barges, and the moon rocks are gone, or whatever your whatever the scenario. Maybe I didn't, you know, cover every edge, but you get my point, right? Is you can really for really a few dollars, really kind of get a lot of people you didn't have in a mining op now in a mining op very quickly. <clears throat> uh, I don't see that oh. same level with the exploration. I don't think you're going to take an alliance or a corporation exploring. The core ship operations, probably not, but the mining, I can see that maybe having some alternate 
um, impact on the game. It's even crazier than that because you can use a buddy code and get a million free SP and then also use the mining barge operator uh, uh, skill uh, expert system. So that takes care of all your ship skills. And then you've got that million SP to get all of your, you know, to get the extract, you know, the, uh, the extraction, the, the goo, the other stuff that you need, you know, the other, all of your other skills. No, the, um, Literally the strip miner. Oh yeah, you know, all okay. of your your mining the other skills to make it work. Like you, all you have a million SP to get all that stuff. Same way with the core ship operations, we have a thing called day zero skill plans, especially with the Praxis, which is shown in this image. Which of course, which also brings up a fun point, which is like people are going to see this picture and be like, "What the hell is that?" Because the Praxis is nowhere in the in the ship fitting or a ship to, uh, tree. But I digress. But the Praxis, because it takes no ship fitting uh, ship skills to fly, we often use this as a day zero build. So like for incursions or invasions or uh, POS bashing or whatever we're doing. POS bashing? What the hell did I come up with that? But like <laughs> even like in a PvP scenario, we have a Praxis that like you can make a moment one alpha and apply these skill points with a million skill points and poof, you can fly in our fleet in a battleship doing damage, doing battleship things. And this core... And and since you're a brand new ship, uh, pilot, you can use one of those uh, cerebral accelerators that increases your damage by a certain amount. So now combine that with the alpha, the, with the skills that you can inject in with just your million free SP, you're actually doing the damage of a fully fledged Omega character on go for five bucks. Yep. Yeah, I hadn't thought in terms of creating that. Um, that's actually a really good point. Well, it also changes the character of the request. Why can't we buy this with Plex? Because if you were going to have some equivalency, that's not a lot of Plex that you have to spend in order to get these things. I think you can buy it in Plex. No. I Isn't there think. an in-game? There's the in-game market, I thought. Isn't there? Not for Is these. Not? No, not for these. How do they buy it in-game then? You don't buy it in-game. You buy it outside of game. That's why we're on the website now. Oh, You got to go to the secure. On. Yeah, you got to go to secure.evon. Uh, yeah, I thought they were saying there was like stuff all over the place. You can see probably the results of what you buy, but the entry point to buy is uh, on this website. Unless I missed it, unless it's in the uh, the new. Well, because somebody was somebody was complaining about the fact that the systems don't actually um, tell you what it unlocks on the actual store, but if you look it up in game, it'll tell you. Well, there must be a way uh, looking it up to get you to this website, but I think you buy them outside the game. Uh, and we should find that out because that's in a, it's important. Again, this isn't necessarily. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. right there right now, so you can see it on my screen. Let me bring it. I up. I can second. see the expert system. One second. Okay, let's look at it. Mm -hmm. I can see the expert system. I can see what skills it gives me. I can see how long it's going to be. But the only way to buy it is by clicking on this button that says View in Store. And when I click on it, it warns me that I'm opening up an external link, which means I'm opening up the website. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's a lot. Like, wow, that's that's pretty. I didn't. Pretty I something. didn't find that. I went and looked in the uh, to see if I can buy it with uh, like Plex in the Plex store. I did a quick search today, real fast. Nope, didn't see it there. Came out here. By the way, while we're on this page, mm -hmm. do you know that they have a 1.65 million skill point for sale with nothing else in it? No skill books, no uh, Omega time or nothing. One time offer for your account. Forty-four dollars US, I think, is what it is. Yeah, it was forty-three uh, and was change. It? I think forty-three ninety-nine. Yeah, it's um, 
it's actually a very good deal for somebody who has over 80 million skill points already because of the diminishing returns if they were to buy skill through injectors. So yes. you are making a you are making a good decision if you have the 40 bucks. Um for but only in that scenario. I think all other scenarios it's not actually a great value. Ash, you you know about this, right? You talked about it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they've been selling skill points now in various different bundles. I think um, this came out for... in November, by the way, and it's really long... that long ago. Clearly, I have not looked. I thought yeah. it was as part of this. Launch. Well, they have... All right. Well, call me. There was call there me was a new that. offer as part of the rain. So every yeah. quadrant, they're basically refreshing these things. Gotcha. Now. Yeah. I, I just I don't I hadn't recalled uh, seeing one that is just the skill points by itself. All the other ones oh. I've looked at and taken advantage of was skill points plus Omega or skill points plus a skin and you know a few plex and those were the ones. This is just straight skill points by themselves. That's why oh, I was oh, surprised. Oh, oh. Is it one point six million? One point six five, yeah. Okay. So so this is this is a totally different thing that's happening. Okay. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what's happening exactly, but I have a theory. So what what's 1.65 million skill points is the amount of skill points that you earn if your skill queue is going for the entire month on just a generic thing with no factoring in attributes or anything special like that. So not everyone is getting this offer. Uh, for example, if I log in as Asherathi, if I don't log in at all and go to the website, I get nothing. If I log if I log in as Asherathi, I get no special offer. If I log in as Invictus, I get this offer at the top. I also received an email suggesting that I could use it as a catch-up mechanic because of the so which gives me the clue as to what I think is actually happening here. What I think is happening is that in any account that has been detected as missing at least one month of skill queue that it should have had either because you lapsed the account or you're an alpha that didn't skill queue, then it it triggers that you're being offered this chance to buy the skill points that you failed to train before, yeah. which is why you have that very specific offer type. Okay. Now, I also think that it was sent to the wrong people. Yeah. Potentially. Okay. That's what that I think maybe how I come was. in. Yeah. Cause I, all of my yeah. accounts got them today and I was like, well, I'm just buying them. And now I got 1.625 or 1.65, whatever it is. 1.65 million skill points on all my accounts. I, I spent a few it dollars could on be some today. other. <laughs> <laughs> It could be some other kind of A-B testing. I'm not sure. I just know that, like, I've been talking to several people about this, and I know that it originally started as a, you missed these skill points. You can now get them back now. Interesting. Um, but I, it may have expanded since then, because I know a lot of people that have reported that they've gotten it without ever having been lapsed or anything like that recently. Yeah, I mean, these um, are... But this yeah, has been going are... on for about a month now or so. Interesting. Okay, well, was the first time I'd gone out onto the secure... Uh, server to look and because I wanted to look up the prices of this and I saw this other thing and I I didn't really spend a lot of time researching it my bad but uh, I certainly spent a, a few minutes making sure all my accounts had them so um, yeah you're welcome CCP you got a few of my dollars today yeah this that is, one there this is what it oh looks look like. all I had to do was Google it maybe I knew I, it really did stand out to me when it happened because it happened at around the same time that Echoes started they have a daily login campaign. But at the end of the month, it rolls over to the next month. So what they do is they say, hey, here's all the login campaign rewards you would have gotten if you had logged in every single day. You can only redeem it now if you have the double Omega bundle, which is 15 bucks a month yeah. um, in and Echoes. Was, and if you do, then you can redeem bucks. those retroactively. Yeah, and this version here was 30 bucks for you for this right. email that you're showing. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Hey. Interesting. So they're clearly experimenting with this option. Yeah, I missed that that one. uh, That must be B testing, the the B test there instead of the A test. (laughs) They got me with the $43 (laughs) one. I should have taken advantage of that. What a fool. You should have. No, actually, that was confusing, though, because there is a pack right now. That was a new character. So, or not a new character, but a character that I don't really use. So it was probably not, you know, an 80 million plus SP character. Or maybe it goes by age. I don't know. But it, the uh, SP might have been uh, less valuable to that type of character because it's not so extreme, the uh, diminishing returns penalty. So there might have been a, a – I wonder if they're adjusting price on how many skill points your character actually has. That would be interesting. I don't know. I can look at my it's, accounts, but, yeah, who knows? Why One wouldn't they? Why it's also a little bit confusing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's also a little bit confusing because there's also another pack right now that does give skill points. It's 1.5 million for like $45. And so a lot of people have made confusion when we're talking about this, where they mean one pack over another or something yeah. like that. This is, this is not even under the packs tab. It's under a special offers tab at the top of right. the secure thing. It's now, very clear that it's just by itself and it's a one-time only thing. Yeah, we're also confusing people because they're coming up with different prices. $39.99, uh, that one. That you saw was well. Uh, take advantage of the 29. cheaper ones when you got it, because <laughs> I got nailed for forty-four bucks. Well, here's here's the logic of that. Probably is the skill point value depends on the SP of a character. Therefore, I can see why they would adjust that. Uh, so you mean like the maximum character I mean, on the account? Probably. Because I mean, yeah. it's it's also not unheard of for to AB test price, price points. points. So yeah, yeah. but. Um, but if the price is all over the place, you're going to be like, well, I'm not paying the same amount for what this other guy is getting for $15 less. I'm going to wait it out or whatever. And that well, may not ever you, arrive. Yeah, I can tell you the one account, the the maximum skill points of the one account is just over $40 million for this one. Um, the rest are all uh, almost well over 80 They all have a, a character over 80 and you got it for $43? Uh, all across. Yeah, all yeah. of them were all the same price. Yep. That makes sense. That makes so, sense to me. Like I said, one of my, my, my two characters, one got offered it, one of them did not. Yeah. I, I have a feeling the people that are paying the $43 or offered the $43 exchange for those skill points are probably $80 million and above. Uh, well, want, that one account of mine, though, has none that, none, none that are at 80. The, the highest is 40. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was the reverse. Yeah. So, no, no. And it was, it was 43? Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. This character is just over 40. So, you know, maybe if, it's, maybe if you're over 40 or something, but yeah, I don't know. I, either way, mm. I don't know if we're going to be able to sleuth this out right now live on, yeah, on the yeah, stream. Yeah, but yeah. I, to bring this back to the Why not? We've negotiated, systems, one thing I also, we've negotiated peace treaties live on air, so why can't that's, we do this? That's fair. <laughs> uh, no, we've um, negotiated the tranquility, the tranquility trade tower was negotiated on air. Peace treaty between Goonswarm and Iwan Isk was negotiated on air. The banning of... Um, CO2's leader Gigex happened on talking in stations on air. Why can't we do this? I'm I looked at them all. 44 bucks is what I paid all across the board. Okay. Go ahead, Ash. Sorry. All right, then. 
Back so, to other uh, one other thing, uh, these expert systems represents something, an, another option for CCP because they can actually provide these expert systems in game through various different mechanisms, including the login reward me- uh, systems. So um, the, the big example of this is actually going to be happening at the end of this month, where it seems as if everyone will have the, at least the access to the interceptors expert system, which will allow everyone, including alpha characters to fly interceptors for the final weekend of this month in celebration of the Federation Grand Prix. Awesome. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that got thrown in there before we moved on past all of this, because there's uh, some stuff that's not anybody, all of the people that build interceptors might want to get ready. (laughs) Yeah, and I think, remember, you're going to see these as actually login rewards, too. Uh, You probably just said that. Yeah. Yeah, so not only this new, you know, wherever they do an Interceptor event, are you going to have access to do that uh, just by logging in, but I I think you'll see more of that experimentation going on in the future as these packs get a little more complicated. There's packs that are not showing up on here, like the core skills, right? Is that it's the core ship operations? Yeah. Where is the, uh, that's core... the magic 14 top left? Oh, sorry. Oh, wait a minute. I thought that was $20. It's only five. Nope. It's five for the magic 14. What? What bad information I got this morning? $20 seems that's like... what I'm saying. Like for, for $5 plus the million skill points from an alpha, you can basically fly fly any te- at least tech one ship that you want pretty well i don't know maybe heard you can buy all of these for oh i see the reason they said twenty dollars it's for four weeks right for the month that's what they were saying Ah, yeah okay yeah Yeah, so you do it seven 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 yeah that makes sense okay so that makes sense that's uh okay so what are the the fleet formations thing we need to talk about i have a special thing coming up that's why there was a long pause of some dead airs because i'm communicating with some guys from nc dot that are coming in to tell us a cool story about how they captured the name goon swarm for alliance oh excellent yeah there's a mystery we want to get to the bottom of it um ash do you want to do fleet formations or we pretty much already talk about that uh I haven't been able to play with them yet myself, and I haven't seen anything. I think it's going to take like some time. Too much as the, the feedback. Yeah, it's going to take some time to see what they do. I don't. I don't think we have enough information right now. I don't think anybody does. Um, is there anything Actually, else on the subject of news, though? Yeah. Um, I do want to say so from the Hobo Leaks point of view. So everybody, you know, flash spoiler alert or whatever. Uh, the next couple of abyssal proving conduits appear to be. It's going to be the uh, March twelfth through the sixteenth. Is going to be um, interceptors, which I think we already knew. Twenty uh, sixth through the thirtieth is going to be assault frigates. Um, it looks like a four way free for all, and um, during the hunt, which is probably. It, there's going to be a 3v3 uh, destroyers from the April 9th to the 13th. So the next three proving conduits are going to be uh, assault frigates, sorry, interceptors, and then assault frigates, and then destroyers. T1 destroyers. All right. So I really, uh, I, before we move off the patch notes, one real quick question. 
um, on this uh, mobile signal beacon? Uh, because oh, I just yeah. don't yes. know. Can the um, inhabitants, occupiers, whatever of a system, um, are they notified? Is there a is does it appear on the overview? Is there a message yeah, that a goes out? No, but I mean, at the moment you start deploying it, or is no. it go up when it becomes deployed? So in other words, do you get those two minutes where you just kind of have to hope you don't get scanned out or found, or the moment you start deploying it, you can have people come and try and you know kill you? Do you have to defend it for two minutes? I don't think it exists What's the until, mechanic? It, until it lights. That uh, was my impression of it. So the two so minutes it's I, pulling up are not... Um, so well, go to a super deep safe, go to a super deep safe. So, you know, you're not even on D scan or anything. And then drop this thing. Two minutes later, you have a Sino beacon, bring all your buddies in. And if I, if I understand correctly, it takes, it has an ink, it's an anchoring timer. So yeah. that would mean that if you're on grid with it, you'd physically see it and you'd see an anchoring with a, with a progress bar going across. But if you're not on grid, you would not see that progress bar. Okay. You may or may not be able to like descan it, or yeah, you'll probably be able it, to descan it or probe it while it's anchoring. Yeah, but I don't think it it comes across. It doesn't light up on the uh, map as a sino because no. it's not active. It's just anchoring. A right. Structure. There's no sino there. Yeah. Correct. So, so it's just it's just a it's just a anchored can for the first two right. minutes with a timer above it. It's just like if you anchor a, a pos or or a poco or something like okay, that. Okay. Right? Just clarifying. Yeah. Bar just... at the top. Yeah. I hadn't, hadn't played with it, so my brain starts trying to figure out how can I use this thing right away. <laughs> All right, so we're going to break. Excellent. We're going to break. Yeah, for six... It shouldn't show the beacon until it's lit. All right, so are we done with the patch notes? You got anything else you wanted to hit? I'm good here. I want to hear, I want to hear the go. story. What about you, Ash? Good to go. All right. So we're going to take a 60-second break. We'll do a little commercial. Those of you that are subscribed will see backstage as we fumble around and get a couple guys in here are going to tell us about how they managed to get the Goon Swarm identity. This is something in the works for now 11 years, so it's a big break for them. We'll find out in just a second. Okay, I'm going to drag him in. Did I bounce? Can I bounce? No, you can, you can bounce. Yeah, actually. I should have said goodbye then. It's all right. I'm always around. Would you like would you like to take off? You can. It would time. be helpful so that yeah. I can get back to Zed yeah. since we did the two shows back to back. Yeah, yeah. Get going. Bye. All right. Thanks, dude. Bye. I have one question. Uh, how can I change my name to have the evil tag after it like Hey Dare does? Oh, I'll change it. Yeah, uh, just put the evil in brackets after my name. Thank you. Or you know, you can just put goons. Actually, you know what? Put goons in all capital letters because <laughs> I'm about to be the alliance executor. So yeah, put goons and all because we have the ticker, right? If you look at the alliance yeah. in game, mm -hmm. we do have the goons ticker. So yeah, please see that. that yep. Okay, I think I managed it. I think. No, no, okay. we need all caps. No, oh. we need we need caps too. All right, all right. I'll, uh, welcome back. Let's get everybody involved, and then I'll change your name <laughs> so people can see who you are. I'd so like good. to so I'd like to introduce you to uh, Hey Derry. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. How are you doing, man? Good. You and I know each other because we're both in NC. You guys have been in there a long, long time. But actually, you're somebody that I talked to a few times because I love the history stories that you used to tell, um, you and Tar. But, oh, yeah. I remember that. Like, Tar and I, like, pretty much know, like, 
everything. <laughs> everything. You guys are encyclopedias of a bygone era and more, right? You've been here ever since. Also from NC Dot, uh, actually maybe Goons now, is uh, Skebet. How are you doing? Uh, how are you? Thanks for having us on the show. Good. Did I say it right? I, Skebet, right? Or yeah, either way is fine. All right, good. Now I'll fix your name here in just a second. But Rundle, why don't you handle this since, you know, this is something you're really interested in. Okay. Uh, with uh, no warning, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, well, you know, we kind of brought this up yesterday. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. And uh, I was completely fascinated, uh, A, just that this mechanic existed, uh, but B, how does someone sit around for 11 or 12 years waiting for a bill to not be paid and then pick up a name? Uh, or, you know, if you guys go into the backstory, um, as simple or as complex as you want, on how you ended up getting Goon Swarm as yours. Yeah, hit air. Take it away. Okay, well, it's kind of something that we've been, you know, keeping an eye on. Um... We're not entirely sure how we are able to get it because we think that there might be some type of internal cooldown on when the name is available. Because if you look at the Oh God ticker, it's actually taken by Goonswarm Dot. And I thought that was unusual that they were taking you know the dot instead of the actual name and take the ticker as well. Um, but um, yeah, Tar Palantir, he noticed that um, Goonswarm was closed. Um, Skebit, uh Got the um, was actually not at his computer at the time, so I hurried on, injected the skill points that I needed on my alt, and um, got it. I noticed I couldn't get the ticker, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if Goons is taken. And surprisingly, Goons as a ticker was not taken. And um, I was able to get that on my alt, um, got Skebits uh, in, and... Uh, we're going to make him the executor of Goon Swarm. That's excellent. So, so yeah, it... I'll be wearing two hats. Uh, I will be the executor of Goon Swarm. Uh, the, uh, whoever else is calling themselves Goon Swarm are the imposters. Uh, so, yes, uh, I will be the executor <laughs> of Goon Swarm, and I will also maintain my role as a director in Evolution. Excellent. And so, so it sounds like it was a purpose, purposeful... Uh, looking back at the history of the corporations to use goons um, and mix those two stories together, I guess, uh, because obviously, oh, God, wasn't there. So uh, so were you really like paying attention for 11 years or was this something over the last couple of years you started looking at or like how far back does, do you guys go looking for this thing in time? You know, I think the way I'd put that. Um, you know, we all know that Evolution doesn't have that many active members anymore. Uh, but the people that we do have uh, are super invested in the game. And, you know, this is a game where there's just always something more to learn. Uh, there's something always more to discover uh, just in the game client itself about the, the universe that we all share. And uh, it was really good to liberate uh, the name uh, Goonswarm, uh, you know, from the various imposters. Um, and, you know, we've been, you know, fighting against, you know, we fought against the real goons, right? Uh, so we know what they were about. Um, and they were much scarier uh, than this uh, operation that's going around these days, uh, defiling Delve. Um, so it's good to, uh, you know, become a new uh, custodian of such an important uh, asset in our uh, game's history. Well, I heard that uh, somebody had killed uh, someone's from Peanut Smash's uh, corporation. And they're the former owners, right? And, and the Alliance name didn't show. 
And I think Tar might have picked that out saying, hey, that's odd. There should be Goon Swarm here. And only someone who knew that that corporation and that character should have that alliance there and it's missing. Only someone who knew all that history would be able to detect that. Uh, is that yeah, I can't speak for yeah, I can't speak for exactly what Tara was looking at, but that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, you know, I can't disclose all of our sources and methods, uh, but that's the kind <laughs> <can>. of thing. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing that you know, being around the game for a long time really allows you to do is really understand what's going on uh, at a level that uh, most people can't. So it doesn't take a lot of people to have an impact in this game, uh, and so that's uh, what we're about. Right. Sorry, you're having some fun with it. Um, but on the other side of this, can you tell us about how either one of you guys, how NC dot, sorry, how uh, Bob lost their alliance in a similar way? Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of that, that story is public record, but hey, there, pick it up. Well, that was before my time. But from what I've gathered and understood over the years, um, a a uh, director within Bob was disgruntled and uh, flip sides to Goon Swarm Federation. Um, on his way out, he disbanded the um, the alliance. I don't know who uh, reformed it uh, under the control of, I assume, Goon Swarm Federation. Um, and it's been in their hands ever since um, with various... Um, kind of memeish names as the executor and holding corpse. Um, but so they've been torturing, yeah, they've been torturing oh. you guys with it, right? Yeah. And no, listen, yeah. I was part of evolution during the great war. I mean, I remember actually logging in one day to, to panic. Uh, I had just joined. Um, I had been in IAC before uh, fighting alongside goons against uh, MC uh, mercenary coalition and Bob uh, in Delve in catch uh, in Quarius and all these places. Um, and I had uh, switched sides, basically, uh, to the big bad Bob uh, and joined Sir Molly's Corporation, um, which was a you know, huge honor, uh, and still is, uh, especially because we were in the middle of the war. And I remember when we uh, got disbanded, and you got to give credit where it's due. Yeah, that's what made Matani's career in the game. Um, it wasn't but really. what I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Hmm? Well, look, was it was it really him or not? You know, what was the involvement? But you know, he did do a good job of associating himself with it. Uh, in any case, right? In terms yeah. of the branding, uh, so the, you know the reality is it's not as important as the as the branding as they've uh, as the imposters uh, have long uh, demonstrated. Um, in terms of the actual history of the Bander Brothers' name after that, you know you'd have to ask the other side, really. Yeah, what they did with it afterwards. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it wasn't, um, but it wasn't really. A, it was kind of a. It was a backstab, right? It wasn't like a, a long call. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Well, my understanding is that he was a spy who went native, right? Um, he was a, he had been deployed as oh, a spy. He was a spy that from, went native. Interesting. He, he was a spy who went native and was disaffected, uh, after a long period of AFK. Um, and look, I mean, you know, the old Bob, I was part of it, you know, was a, you know, it wasn't a, well, it was, you know, it was a pretty hardcore European led, uh, you know, hardcore gaming operation in a way that doesn't really exist anymore. And so it was not for the faint of heart, um, uh, you know, to be part of that. Um, and when he went to Goons, he apparently, uh, the original Goons before they became the imposters, because we're the original, we're the Goons now. Um, <laughs> okay. But the, uh, the point is when he went to, uh, to infiltrate, um, you know, he, he liked it. Um, and then he went on military service or something, and he had an alt that was in the uh, tinfoil 
Bob Executor Corp. Because um, no one knew that, you know, that no one really knew that that mechanic existed. Um, and so back then, you would have dozens, you know, everybody from all the member corps would have, you know, almost any director could also have an all in the Executor Corp um, with director roles. And, you know, it was our own, you know, failure to allow that person to have those roles, you know, sort of like AFK for like however long it was, a year or whatever. And then he decided to come back. And, you know, he was in touch with, you know, people looking into whether it was Matani or whoever else. And they, you know, that was the first really big alliance to spend on, you know, and, and you know, it was and totally it was a, traumatic, obviously. Yeah. And it's kind of, I didn't realize that it was kind of a new mechanic or it wasn't known that uh, he was. Yeah. No one knew. I mean, this is, well, this is what I'm talking about at the top of the conversation, right? Like this yeah. is a game where there's always something to discover, always something to learn, uh, always something to find out and use to your advantage. And that's why it's endlessly fascinating. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of a lot of new information there. I like that he's a he was a spy that actually went native, and then he used a mechanic that wasn't very well known even to you guys. Plus, he was AFK for a long time, so it kind of was lack of maintenance of the executor corporation or whatever. Well, that's when I mean it was a whole. I mean after that, you know, there was a whole you know change in culture about how people yeah. managed alliances. Um, but you know, Ascoons, right, or like that version of the imposters. <laughs> you know, they had, you know, they, they lost their ticker as well. So, you yeah. know, we, we, you know, we, we've all been there, okay, uh, but it's I, good to, you know, be the executor of goons now. To cut through your meme, <laughs> I, I want you to explain the difference between goons and imposters and what you're, what you're referring to here. Well, I mean, let's start with the fact that the something awful goons, you know, generally despise uh, the Eve goons. Um, let's, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so let's. Uh, for, for some people actually who watch these videos don't play Eve or are starting to play Eve. They don't know any of this deep, deep history. But the initially Goonswarm came from a forum called Something Awful. Uh, I think actually even 4chan started there. So it was kind of like that kind of culture of disruption. Um, and um, basically, they were. How would you describe the original Goons? I mean, they you know, were one of the inventors of original toxicity, right? Uh, I mean, the reason, you know, on the internet, uh, I mean, that was their shtick, that was their game. And it's unfortunate that the imposters now uh, have really leaned into that part of their personality and their public uh, presentation. I think it's unfortunate. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, but uh, that was something awful. Yeah, that's what Sorry, something awful did, right? Were you on something awful? Well, I wasn't a member. Um, but mm -hmm. look, you know, this all goes back, you know, look, there's a lot of bad blood. Um, but, you know, beep, beep, I'm a jeep. Right? right was yeah. the a terrible insult, meme yeah. a which was insult. well well we had a member of our alliance who died in a traffic accident um and their reaction was to make a meme about the death of one of our people like in real life like you know like and yeah. beep beep on the jeep was like their original rally cry um and you know it was really from that moment you know that i think most of us realized uh that the way that they chose to present themselves you know really just it just wasn't good for people, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've been fighting them ever since. Right. Well, yeah, you're, again, you're talking about the Federation, right? They are the ones who took it to that level, not the originals. And that's why they're the imposters. Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a well, second. Well, listen. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. What I want to just, for a little bit of historical context, Goonswarm were kind of a disruptive bunch. Band of Brothers at the time were kind of kind of the kings of the server in that they kind of were the most powerful group. That's uh, debatable, but a lot of people really saw you guys as the strongest group. And so there needed to be like fealty to Bob. And of course, Goonswarm being 
disruptive weren't about to do that. And so that was a complete collision of cultures. Here's what happened after a while. Uh, some goon swarm people that stuck around because a lot of those SA guys took off, right? Something awful guys uh, took off. Uh, and the Matani took over the uh, group in about 2010 when they were at their weak point and uh, decided to grow up and change the culture and put some rules down and uh, tried to clean up their act and that sort of thing. Now, whether he did or didn't is debatable to some people. I think in large extent, he did create a protected group that he um he is very clearly defined you know what's in bounds and what's out of bounds and stuff but you see them as imposters of goon swarm because the real goon swarm were the disruptors uh from sa basically they were the original goons and the bottom line is that we are goons now uh that's what the what that really comes down to that's why they're the imposters but yeah of course and listen i don't know what they did internally and let's be let's be, let's be real I'll, you know stop memeing just for a second um <laughs> right. you know look i'm sure they did really reduce uh the you know the, the actual racism and anti-semitism uh and you know that stuff uh and i have you know I, what, i'm sure that's true wasn't um, he really and, bad at that time in general or was were they especially bad Oh, listen, I don't I, I don't know, um, because I only went on a few ops with them. This is a long time ago. I was in IAC, so I can't speak to it. But I listen, I want to give them credit. I mean, in fairness, like I'm sure that they have done that. Um, but externally, right, mm -hmm. from what we can actually see, you know, we've still got a guy running around telling people to eat his ass and talking about you know, having sex and you know, behaving like men and how much they drink and the drugs and the, the whole their whole shtick. Right. Um, and uh, so, you know, you know, look, it, it works for them, you know, God bless. Um, but that doesn't mean uh, the rest of us, you know, can't just you know, disdain it, frankly. Um, yes. And that's why we're the real goons now. Gotcha. So I have another question for you. Then. Yeah. So is there going to is this really either a ploy or will there be a ploy to help realize, uh, say, Vili's vision where the Federation is dismantled and then the um, the real goon swarm will rise from the ashes. <laughs> yeah, you know, we can't discuss future plans, right? Uh, you know, uh, this is just an, a great, uh, you know, moment for us, obviously, um, to liberate uh, Goon Swarm Alliance. And I, I really, I, we don't really know what we're going to do next. Will the real goon swarm please stand up? Yeah, well, no, we're standing. We're, we're here. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Patricia Lane Partners will be the executor corp. Um, and uh, that's, uh, that's my all. And uh, we'll just go from there. Um, so can there be some kind of a prisoner swap where you give back, uh, Goon Swarm the name and they give you back the Bob All name? Right. All right. It, it, you know, I don't know if that's the asset. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, personally, I would be open to some, you know, some sort of, you know, situation depending on on different kinds of things. I'm not saying that this, you know, Alliance name is up for sale or trade or anything, but there's just too many people, frankly, on our side who just won't countenance doing any sort of deal at all, uh, ever. Uh, just no the, trust, uh, with, basically. With the with the leader of the imposters, um, <laughs> and so you know, I'm trying to be the good guy, and you know, I, but I, I just think that there's 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 no way. And let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, evolution is part of NC Dot because NC Dot is the only major political entity in this entire game in the last what ten plus years that has never made a deal with the imposters uh, of any way, shape, or form. Um, as far as I know, we're not, you know, directly part of TTT. I don't think we were part of the Tritanium or whatever that was, the Technetium thing. Oh, tech. 
Yeah. Uh, but in general, uh, well, we no, no, not, you, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, you so were, if that you were was, in if, if we were part of OTEC, then yeah. then that would be like as close as we and, ever came. And you, but and you also you broke. Right about that. You also broke OTEC too. You're the ones that broke OTEC because you didn't. The point want is, like, yeah. we're the most gur imposters in this entire game, right? Yeah. Evolution. I, I mean, like, and it's good for the game, right? I'm it's not good sure. For the game for there to be polar I'm not sure people enemies, know right? that. Because they look at Vili as if he's the big bad monster coming at them in Delve. And I'm like, did you guys forget about Vince Draken? Like, that guy hates the Imperium. Like, he really well, wants Like to I said, you know, yeah, I mean, the reason evolution is part of NCDOT is because uh, NCDOT is implacably opposed to the imposters, uh, as are we. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is different communication style, right? Some people like to talk a lot. Uh, and some people just prefer to have their actions uh, speak for them. Some people just strike from the darkness. Uh, sort of, that's what I imagine Vince does. But uh, Evolution is, uh, you know, it's one of the original corps of EVE Online. It was in the beta. It's talked about in the first book, in the making. It really is. It goes down to the very beginning of EVE Online as far as the efficiency and the advanced gameplay and even the ruthlessness that followed early on. Um, what's it like being in evolution these days? Uh, hey, Dare, do you want to speak to that? I'm not sure if he, maybe he's AFK. Uh, what's it like? <laughs> that's uh, what it's like. Go ahead. That's what it's like. Yeah, exactly. It's AFK. That's, 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 that's what it's like to be in evolution. Evolution. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is this thing there? <laughs> exactly. Like, we'll just, you know, log in once in a while and, you know, uh, steal an alliance here and there, whatever it takes. No, listen, I mean, I had two <laughs> Titans on grid. Uh, I had M2. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, look, I mean, it's an, definitely a corporation that has, and I want to come back to Delve uh, in a minute, um, and our relationship with the, with the region um, and with the constellation, frankly, that 1DQ is in. We'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I mean, just, you know, we have more assets than people at this point. Um, uh, we don't really recruit very much. It's you know very much still, very much a family. Still socialist in the in the idea that nobody really owns property. It's all corporate property, and you hand it out as needed. Does that still happen? Yeah, we just have tiers of permissions, right? Like members and then directors, and there's like an intermediate role, and they just have access to different hangers. Yeah. So you know the line members don't have access to everything. Um, but you know we have stuff all over the the game, um, you know, just assets that have been there forever, cash in different places, just from you know, deployments from 10 years ago, five so, years ago. So trust And now people. we have another asset. Uh, we have another <laughs> asset, which is the uh, Alliance Goon Swarm. <laughs> You're good, man. It's, it, it's more uh, responsibilities for no pay. More responsibility for no pay. But I, I, a lot of your, a lot of your uh, more trusted members and everybody in there seems like trusted at a certain level. You have a lot of old players. They have access to a bunch of different stockpiles of tools. Yeah, that's the them. fun part. Yeah, that's the fun part, basically. Like, if you're a member of Evolution, like, you basically have access to many, many, many uh, billions of ISK worth of stuff. Uh, just sort of wherever we're staged, for instance, in different parts of the galaxy, you know, ships, hulls, modules, just all kinds of just stuff. So, because you never know what you're going to need, right? Right. Um, so, you know, and so the individual members don't have to move their own ships, right? Like, but we all pitch in together to move. You know, whenever we have a move up, we move dozens and dozens of ships, uh, you know, capital supers, uh, you know, subcaps, you know, and, uh, you know, we have, yeah, we have a few dedicated people who are just really great with the logistics. So that makes it easy for our members, right? So when it's like, hey, a new doctrine is called, like, you know, we can generally, 
you know, just fit stuff stuff up and ready to go, and then you know, drop your ships back in the hangar and stuff. Uh, so yeah. Wild. Um, if you don't mind, if I could just say something about uh, Delph uh, in particular, that you know, the imposters. Sure, then we'll um, come back to Hedera. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, Daryl. I'm sorry. Please pick up. Are you there? I, I'm here. Um, what's up? Um, like, what you need to know. Yeah, I want to know. Uh, what, what's it like being in uh, evolution these days? Um, it, it's it's nice. Um, it, it's good to come. Uh, it's good to come back because I left for a little while and I came back. And no matter, like like Skeber was saying, um, no matter where you deployed, if you go AFK for months or years at a time, you can take an interceptor to deployment. Uh, get your doctrine ship and you're ready to go. Um, you don't have to worry about uh, moving anything. Yeah, so it's all, I mean, you have access to a ton of stuff. You don't need to worry about, do you have enough money? Any of that stuff. All those concerns are taken off your plate. Um, Absolutely. Because not, there's nothing yeah. worse than moving, you know, a couple of supers and titans halfway across the map and trying to do that after you've been AFK for a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get all caught up, trying to get your stuff fitted yeah. properly. It's a, it's a big pain. It takes a while. Uh, normal person. Yeah, those are never any fun. Yeah. I always like that about evolution. They just, they were just so tight on recruitment that they didn't worry uh, for whatever reason about uh, people screwing up uh, and just taking stuff. And a lot of the stuff is shared. It's uh, they, they call it kind of like the socialist model and what it does is it creates it it puts value on the player's time right cuz they know you're valuable enough to be in the group so they immediately say let's not let's take away these concerns of money let's take away these concerns of ratting let's take away the concerns of all this other stuff you're now a warrior and we'll supply you with the best stuff that your skills can handle don't worry about anything else i thought that was interesting. Oh, that's a really great way to put it um no thank you i mean i i um you know, it's like the real world. Um, so like, you know, what is leadership and management? It's really about empowering other people and giving other people the tools uh, they need to succeed. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's what we try to do uh, uh, inside Evolution. So do you guys uh, still barbecue together? Does that still happen? You know, I missed the last one. Hey, when, was, <laughs> when was the last one you went to? You probably went to one without me. Um, yeah, two years ago was the last public one. Um, last year, because of COVID, they did have a barbecue, but it's only for like the local people. Um, and hopefully, things will be open enough that we'll be able to do the barbecue this year. Um, I'm not too sure, though. Yeah. But yes, we still do the barbecue. Um, we still grill up 50 pounds of bacon a day and um, <laughs> have a tradition of uh molly cooking up his delicious swedish meatballs oh that's the draw i didn't know that yes uh, so if you ever wonder in nc discord or in the alliance chat we're talking about molly's balls that's what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> make no mistake talking about yeah. swedish meatballs yes that's awesome well uh someday we would have to like uh do like just a one-on-one -on -one interview, Hidari, and and talk about Eve history with you because you're just a wealth of information uh, and stuff. But let's go back to the present and talk about Delve now, since you guys are in the game, alive and well. As NC Dot is really destroying some things in Delve. What's going on? Uh, what's going on is that the imposters are being purged. Uh, that is the plan. That's what's happening. That is what will happen. Uh, 
and really, like, you know, everyone has their own goalposts for this uh, for this war. But uh, that's really an important one, I think, for everybody uh, who has been uh, fighting against, uh, you know, the imposters uh, for so long. And I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, you're talking about Band of Brothers. Uh, well, Delve was originally the home of Band of Brothers. Um, goons came after. Uh, they did take it from us the first time, legit. Um, but uh, I mean, the imposters, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Stay in character. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm doing my best here. Um, but no, seriously. Uh, so Dell was originally populated by Band of Brothers. Uh, all the uh, outposts were built by Band of Brothers. And the way we did it was that the it was actually split up by constellation. And the corps each had their own constellations. So I'm going I'm to forget somebody. But, you know, it's Rikoku. Well, us, Evolution, Rikoku, Finfleet, Dice, uh, Black Nova, Black Nova Eclipse. Um, who am I forgetting? I, I don't even know who I said. Anyway, the point is that each corp had their own constellation. And the, the constellation uh, here, uh, OEIMK, where 1DQ is right, the entry system um, to this uh, little pocket, uh, that uh, has always been the evolution constellation. Um, we built uh, the outposts and stations there. Um, they will probably be destroyed. Um, but uh, YOMTZ, uh, 5BTK, AWA, MO-Dash, uh, that's the evolution corporate uh, uh, constellation. And we're not going to live there after this war. Uh, it doesn't matter whoever lives there uh, because it'll always be the evolution constellation. And so it gives, uh, I think, all of us uh, a lot of pleasure to, uh, you know, eventually eradicate these guys um, and purge them uh, from Delve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. What's that constellation? Uh, where the one where one uh, DQ is the entry system off that oh, little okay. like, yeah. transit. So, yeah, OEIMK the... is the name of the constellation. Well, that, that's and the best. All of this. The, all of the constructible uh, structures there uh, going, and look, you, I guess you can look them up if you on the the, the one look up blown up, right? But yeah, we built those um, back in the day, you know, YO and 5DTK and AWA. Those are ours, um, and I think we still have. I think I have, like asset. They, they, I guess they purged the clones at one point, but a lot of us had you know drum clones, and I think I guess I still have assets in those uh, some of those. Um, but you know, I, we have no expectation of getting those back. Yeah, the faction um, fort is ours now, right? The, correct, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening. And I think uh, our resolve is high. Uh, like I said, you know, I personally had two avatars on grid under the Keepstar and M2. Logged in about 25 times at 5.45 in the morning before oh downtime God. just to check capacitor and try to get it up. It was grueling. It was tough. It was painful. Um, but, Jeez. you know, I think it really brought us closer together just going through that because we knew that at a certain point, look, there was, yeah, obviously there was some pitching and moaning uh, early, um, uh, but we realized pretty quickly that that goons were overcommitting uh, and, and basically you know, they were just tying themselves down and uh, like to, to the extent that we could burn everything else around it. And at that point, once we realized that, I think everybody who was trapped there was fully supportive uh, of waiting as long as it took. Um, and because uh, we saw the big picture, um, unlike the imposters. The imposters, they could choose to keep the Titan fleet camped, or they could defend Dove. They chose the former. And then we got out anyway. Um, so yeah. there it is. So our yeah. morale is high, and we're not going anywhere until they're, uh, they're kicked out. Uh, you guys in U.S. time zone are actually doing some, doing some things, right? Uh, can you talk about, uh, you have a new acquisition. He was a former Goonswarm member, Pittsburgh. 
and is he key to some of the stuff that's going on? Or what, what would you say are the keys to NC.'s success in the U.S. time zone? Okay. Um, I can't, I, look, we can't discuss individual personnel. Okay. Um, you know, all I can tell you is that, you know, we have, you know, full respect and trust in our leadership uh, and in our FC team, uh, every single one of them. Um, so, you know, it's not about individual personalities. Um, but here's what I'll say about that in general, in terms of a war like this. And I, uh, the reason that we're winning and the imposters are going to lose is, uh, and one of the things that you know, I think our leadership is really great at is managing human capital. We were talking about leadership before. Um, they are really deeply invested and committed and smart about how they don't burn people out, about the rhythm of the war. You know, we knew this was going to go on for months and months and months and months and months. And it was super important to you know, really think about the human resources, if you will, especially at the FC level. Um, especially at the FC level, because if you don't have a great FC bench, you don't have anything in a war like this. And, you know, I, this is not my area of expertise, but I can see it. Um, and when you look at how goons burn themselves out in M2 and how when we rang the dinner bell, they would always come running. You know, that management of their energy level, if you will, versus our energy level has always been superior uh, on our side, even when we've had horrible you know, mistakes uh, like yeah. the there was uh, a, you know, empty situation. There was some criticism of uh, the initiatives management of resources early on by Killer B, who said, we, uh, we just tapped them and they overreacted. And you can only do that so many times. So even from the very beginning, NCDOT was criticizing uh, the Imperium's overreacting uh, to situations. Well, this is the trap that they're in, right? Because of all the herf and blurf that, you know, the imposter jester uh embraces um but it puts a lot of you know it puts a lot of pressure on them to continue to have narratives and stories and memes and oh my god it's, it goes on and on um, but that's what they feel like they need to do to motivate their own people the problem is that like it just burns people out after time right eventually they sort of see through it and they realize that you are in fact an imposter um and that's what we're seeing now whereas our side you know we're you know we're just up front and open and you know tell it like it is generally um i can't speak for other alliances <laughs> like that quality uh, well quality. In, intern internally um and I, I can't speak for other alliances but i know at nc dot you know we put a premium on frank uh, communication and if you don't like the reality then you're free to go somewhere else well I, i've been a witness to that yeah you guys you guys don't fluff fluff around um internally and we don't and we don't spin a lot of narrative, right? Like we said, some people choose to talk, some people choose to act. Yeah, this is more narrative out of NC than we've had in ages, actually. And it's uh, I, you know, we get your. Oh, this is narrative out of evolution because evolution is now goons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now you can have this kind of. <laughs> Everyone else is the imposter. <laughs> That's right. So you're speaking from your new station in uh, in goons. Like, I wear two hats, like I said. Yeah, 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 executor of Goon Swarm and uh, to be, uh, paid air doesn't defect at the last second here. Uh, and uh, I'm also a director in evolution. Like, uh, was learning about lines mechanics too. You can't like change the executor for like a week. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to go back to one thing you said that just uh, it it stuck in my head how dedicated you were waking up in the middle of the night to uh, to just to get into your capital to try to get the ca capacitor up so that you could react. You did that how many times? I did it somewhere in the neighborhood of two dozen to 30 times over yeah. the course of, you know, that over January. Um, yeah, it was it was grueling because I'm normally a night person just personally. And uh, downtime, I guess, was at 6 a.m. And it's, you know, it's dark, you know, in the winter. It's like actually still pitch black at that time. Mm. 
And so it was a little crazy making, I'm not going to lie, because you have to do it pretty precisely, you know, like 30 seconds. Like, yeah. you know, at first it was like, do you even get past the login screen at 30 seconds? Um, and then, you, but if you log in too early, right, then you're dead. Yeah. Um, Delicate work. And I had two, yeah, it was, I mean, waking up, yeah, to do it. I had two Titans. Um, one was just fine. Uh, was at 100%. Actually, I hadn't tried to refit it, but the second one, I had actually been trying to refit it right at when downtime hit during the armor timer fight, um, because I've been like desperately trying to get out, like, and I hadn't, I, I should have refit it earlier. I don't know, like, there was no good answer at that point. Um, but I was trying to refit cat mods and stuff in like the last five minutes before downtime on the armor timer back in December, and so that ship was like half fit and it was janky, and that one wouldn't cap up. Um, because what's supposed to happen is you log in a little bit before downtime, you can get a little bit of cap, right? Um, but that one, it would like get to a certain point, like 55%. And then it would like the next day I would log in and be back at 30%. And that was really depressing. Um, like literally waking up every day, like changing your whole sleep cycle just to do that every day after day after day after day. Um, and then I missed the first breakout. Oh. That was really the, the gutting. One. Um, and I'll, well, I'll tell you why that happened. I mean, just personally, that was like in late USTZ. It was like 1 a.m. And I had actually, and I normally play in late USTZ, um, but I had actually started going to bed early uh, just so I could wake up at 5.45. And that day I went to bed at like 11.30 at night. And I was like, all right, I'm going to bed so I because I had real work to do during the day. And they did the breakout like an hour and a half later. And I woke up and it was like, and that was rough. Mm. um and not knowing when the next chance would be but like i said at a certain point we all realized that we like we were just gonna let the goons burn themselves out the, the imposters the imposter goons uh let <laughs> not, them not burn themselves out yeah. uh no no we are the goons uh we would let the imposters uh burn themselves out and once we that was like a change in mindset right mm -hmm. uh and that was very liberating um you know we still had to pay attention uh to you know when the breakouts might occur but at that point you know the uh, the sign out jammer coming up uh seemed like you know the the window yeah. So there was like a change. Like was saying earlier, yeah. like they would burn themselves out because every time you would go and shoot the bubbles and ring the M2 dinner bell, they respond with, you know, a 200, 300 man Baltic fleet every single time. And you can only do that so many times before you just get mentally fatigued. Yeah. Or complacency. And, you know, when that happens. Exactly. When that happens, you know, we might get, you know, a couple capitals out, a super here and there. So p things were trickling out because they were just getting, you know, exhausted. Yeah. 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 It's amazing to me. Like when people look at this game, they're like, how can you make a war with so many people? What a big, uh, you know, what big numbers and stuff. But I, I think what, what people really don't appreciate about EVE Online is is the long burn of a war and the management of human hours and human resources and how you uh, leadership isn't just you know making a big speech when everything's going right or making a consoling speech when everything went wrong it's actually managing the fatigue factor of your players 100% and setting expectations in the front end oh, you're, st too. you're still here right yeah, I, I just i well you know i, I how often do we get to talk to NC guys? This is awesome. Yeah, I know. I was like, I'm, I'm torn. I'm getting trash talked on another show called Trash Talk. Oh. But I'm picking it out here. It's all right. Uh, you know, the, the the I think the internals of how, you know, what these guys are talking about, I, I'm seeing that on our side as well, all across Legacy as well, setting expectations very clearly, rotating people out, giving them options for downtime, managing the 
play cycle of people and not keeping your foot on the gas all the time, um, but being aware that there are bursts of times where everyone will be called upon and, and, but not freaking out if not everyone shows up. Yeah, it is very important. Style is everything in this case. Yeah, sure. well, and you have to give, I think you have to give credit to the Imperium. They still have thousands of guys willing to show up. If they were terrible managers, how was that possible? No, they're doing something right over there too, uh, in, in some regards. So they have to be. Uh, Absolutely. Look, look, the imposters, like, you know, didn't, you know, attract as many acolytes uh, as they have, you know, without being smart about their impostering. Um, <laughs> and, they're, and they're really good at it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been a real treat, actually, to talk to you. We're going to have you on more often and stuff. I usually, like, um, just invite, like, uh, fleet commanders and that sort of stuff. But uh, there are players like you guys that have been around a long time, are super experienced, way more experienced than FCs in in smaller groups and stuff. And you guys uh, are just, um, you know, hilarious. So I got, I'm going to bring you guys back on if that's cool. Uh, but we're going to... Uh, anytime. Awesome. Yeah, fine, fine with me. Yeah. Congratulations on your capture. That was a big deal. I don't know uh, if everybody understands what a big deal it was, but uh, there's definitely some old players that wrote uh, when we announced it in uh, our YouTube comments about like, oh my God, you know, I stopped playing a while ago. This is awesome. Or people that were from the, you know, 10 years ago when this was actually uh, happening that are, are happy that you finally achieved capturing their flag. Because again, Goonswarm captured the Bob flag. And that was a little bit of the humiliation of the end of the war. And, uh, and although pandemic Legion had it, it was in the hands of Peniv smash, I believe. And so now it's fallen out and now it's in the hands of Sir Male and evolution. Thank you. I uh, couldn't write a, couldn't write the story better ourselves. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Hideri well, and did. <laughs> at the barbecue one year. <laughs> right. Yeah. All written, it's all written all at the barbecue. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yes. Uh, take care. Let's give it pleasure. Hadari, pleasure. NC Dot uh, is here with us. Rundle, uh, thanks for coming around. Appreciate it. And Yeah, no problem. And uh, now, pleasure. thank you, Hadari. Now we're going to send you over to Trash Talk Tuesday where you're going to see Rundle part two. He's got to go defend himself over there. So, All right, everyone. Thanks very much. Care. Good show today. Yeah, thanks. Everybody. Thank you for coming. Uh, we will see you tomorrow on Talking in Stations. And uh, one more thing, our European show is only Tuesdays and Fridays, so don't look for it every morning. But if you're around that time zone, Tuesdays and Fridays, you'll see a more relaxed uh, Talking in Stations with some of the guys. Thank you for joining me. We will see you next time on Talking in Stations.